Well, here we are. May 2nd, 2020, COVID-19 lockdown continues, and I am wrapping up my Father's Tales podcast entries with uh, number 15. And um, there could be postscripts to this as time goes on, but I'm wrapping it up with this one. So I've invited Gary to join me. Thanks Thank for joining. You. Thank you for the invitation. Because I Gary, really enjoyed your father's tale. Thank you. You knew my father. You met him when I was 18 until his death, and yeah. were with him a lot yeah. and knew him very, very well. He was like another father to me. Yeah, he, he certainly felt that way about you. And uh, I want to talk about some things that, that kind of, not kind of, they did involve you. Uh, one was uh, one was sports and one was fishing and one was the time the two of you happened upon some people and had to eat dehydrated fruit. Oh yes, <laughs> that was a funny story. Yeah, that was a funny story. Where do you want to start? Um, well, let's start with the dehydrated fruit because that's a kind of a little short thing. You popped in to this weird people's house for some reason, of which I don't remember. It's been too long ago. Yeah, I'm not sure what the reason was. Uh, these folks lived way out in the country, and um, we popped in to check on something that uh, Daryl was interested in. And we, uh, they said, well, while you're here, let us show you this uh, new gadget we got. It's a dehydrator. <laughs> and okay, uh, and it was, uh, you know, feeling a little bit like deliverance or something. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, we went back and they had this, this thing set up, and they were dehydrating fruit. I uh, think Daddy suspected that they were up to illegal activities <laughs> for real with that. But yeah, 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 I think some of their animals were wreaking havoc in the neighborhood, but... Uh, Anyway, they had this dehydrator, and they were showing us about how they were doing all this fruit and insisted that we take a bite, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't a good experience. No, it? <laughs> it wasn't good. It was, uh, I think we had to dispose of the food later after we left. <laughs> uh, On the it was, sly. Yeah, it was, um, you know, uh, pretty much like uh, chewing a rock. <laughs> a rubber, maybe? Or, or a piece of rubber, yeah. yeah. It's like, I think they still need to do some work on that dehydrator. Well, you spent a lot of time fishing with Oh, with lots him. of time. Uh, he, he was, uh, you know, an avid fisherman and boater, and it was one of the uh, uh, first times that I'd really done a lot of fishing from a boat, because... My dad and I fished a lot from the bank and from uh, fishing barges, and but we didn't have a boat, so uh, so Daryl, you know, had these had these boats and would take them out. And we had so many good times on Eagle Mountain Lake. Uh, because it's a beautiful he, lake. He, uh, you know, he really had an instinct for fishing, and I think one thing about your father is that he liked other people to have a good time. Mm-hmm, he did. You know, he would. He loved driving the boat, and he would fish, but he wanted you to catch some fish. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he wanted you to have fun. And so we we uh, would tie up by the uh, power plant at Eagle Mountain and uh, because the waters are warm where the intakes are, and it did attract a lot of fish, so you, we could we'd fish there, and then we would troll for sand bass 
across the lake and Daryl would run the trolling motor and we had our uh, lines in the back with these little silver spoons on there and uh, Daryl would always say watch for the birds because you'd want to, uh, wherever the birds were flocking is where the fish were. So we'd always see if we saw a flock of birds, we'd head for the, head for the flock. And well, we'd catch them so fast, it would be like one after another after another. And uh, so we spent a lot of time on Eagle Mountain, and then we went to Toledo Bend and uh, had fun out there. Toledo Bend is about 300 miles from Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah, something like that, between maybe two and three, but uh, it's in East Texas, yeah. beautiful lake. And so we, uh, we just had a lot of good times on his boat. Yeah. Yeah, he um, definitely wanted other people to, whether it was when he was cooking or, or, or whatever. And so before we get to the cowboys, I, I do want to talk about his cooking and his specialty when I was really young. Well, I guess in my lifetime, I don't, I didn't know of a time that uh, he didn't barbecue. He, he had this giant uh, barbecue pit and in the in the backyard and he would sit out there and he would make a a mop on this meat fork and he would tie cheesecloth to the end of it and made made his own uh, barbecue sauce from that he got the recipe from this man that he knew from from his work who would come to their their shop he did work for them in a way but then on like a Friday or if they worked weekends or whatever, he would set up a barbecue at the back, and and his name was Cac, uh, and he would and that was the recipe that Daddy used. It was very spicy, and very and oh, I can so good. And he would just let the you know the coals just he, and he always said he always said the fire was really ready when it was when he was taking the meat off it's like now it's really perfect really hot yeah. really perfect for for smoking the and, and barbecuing the meat but he would just mop he would sit up all night and just mop with that meat fork and cheesecloth the the meat and even though it was really spicy they he was afraid to give it to me i remember this i was really really young and and, and you know mother was like well let her let her try it and, and she'll decide and so I loved it, and from then on I, I ate his work here, and that was something that he did forever, whether it was, and when he did it, it was massive amounts of food. I mean, chickens oh. and, you know, everything, everything. And uh, he mainly, we had a gas grill, yes, at, at one time, but that was really mother. Mother had that installed for her, really, to be able to go out and, and grill stuff for, for dinner. Not a huge deal like, like what Daddy did. And he did that uh, and forever. Is when he was in the hospital at the very end, he, he said, you know, when I get out, I'm going to have a big a big cook cookout for everybody. I'm going to have either a barbecue or a fish fry, probably a barbecue. And that was you know, one of the last things that he, you know, talked about wanting to do. Oh, and he had that big army field kitchen. Yeah. In the, in the, mm -hmm. It was just, you could, oh, it was full of meat, and it was so, uh, boy, when it, when he was doing a barbecue, you, you were there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you really, really were. He was a master. A master, because whatever he did, he went all in, and he gave it 
you know, he gave it his best. He really mm. tried to give it his best. Same thing with his garden. Whenever he, whenever they moved to the from the city to the six acres, when um, he had a garden, he went all in and he grew everything under the sun out there. But uh, lastly, to really wrap it up, um, one time something that was really big in his life, sports. He would sit and he really didn't have anybody to watch baseball with. Uh, but he would he loved it and he watched it. The Texas Rangers were his team. They were before the you know, they had been something else and he when he was young he watched a, a team called the Fort Worth Cats and um, but he would listen to it even on the radio if it wasn't televised. He had a if he was working in his shop he would have the radio on or he would have a little transistor if he was sitting outside. He loved to to uh, watch baseball, but his real real die. Can I say one thing about baseball? Yeah, yeah. Is that one of my very special memories? Is I took uh, my dad and da and Daryl. We uh, went to a Ranger game together. You did. I forgot that. And uh, it, it really was special for the three of us to be at that Ranger game. I completely game. forgot that. Wow, that. I'm so glad you mentioned that, because that, that was kind of a really cool deal. Yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah. But, to continue on... Uh, well, just his love of football. I mean, even when I was a kid, he he mother would go to high school football games there at Farrington Field for the, you know, the local high school teams, and loved, loved, loved football. But then, when the Cowboys came on the scene, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Huge diehard cowboy yeah. fan, and yeah. uh, we had that in common because oh, yeah. <laughs> we both were huge cowboy fans. Yeah, and spent many many Sundays, you know, cheering and agonizing yeah. over the cowboys. Yeah, really agonizing. Sometimes it was painful. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, you know, he had his shop that he wore his shop at home that he worked at, and whenever the game was going bad, sometimes he had he just go down to the shop because he thought maybe their luck would change. And I'd keep him posted about what was going on. <laughs> and he he used horrible language, if you want to call it horrible, flowery language, whatever you want to call it. He uh, Spicy language uh, to, about the team. When they, oh yeah, he, he didn't hold back. Anyone that was sensitivo could not <laughs> could not watch football with my father because he didn't care who was there. He was going to say what he was going to say when they messed up. Yeah, you know, you uh, when the game's on, you know, please don't make noise. Don't uh, you know be doing. Uh, well, mainly just don't try to change the channel or get in front of the television. I don't know that the noise anywhere else, but just don't don't get in the living room in the zone. You know, the football zone, as it were. Yeah, it was. I think one time they were uh, turned on an electric mixer and it. <gasps> My mother did. That was uh, what would that have been? Thanksgiving, a Thanksgiving game. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it was a it was a special day, and she turned on the hand mixer and it caused. Oh. <laughs> 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 Well, there was like, it caused interference for some reason on the TV, and everybody, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he, he, but he was no fair weather Oh, fan. no, no, he was a fan, good, bad, or ugly. He was, yeah, and there were a lot of ugly years. We went to a game with some friends when it was, uh, 
an outdoor stadium where they played. And uh, I forgot who was the quarterback, I guess. Who would that have been? Uh, but it was so cold. It was, it was. My hat's to... off to these people that can go to the stadiums when it's in the 20s and 30s and even the 50s. Yeah. I <laughs> think it's cold. The, probably the only other time that he really went, I'm trying to think, in person was after his younger brother that I've talked a lot about. Uh, who he, they were really close, and his daughter, uh, after she graduated, as she was graduating, really, from uh, Texas A&M, uh, became a, a cowboy cheerleader, and so he, they went to the game to see her, his, his brother, that, he and his brother, that would have been about, what would that have been, anyway, uh, late 90s, I guess, and he, said he was miserable he said i'll never go i'll never go he said it's 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 not worth it to go to to the game in person he said it's it's really not as much fun well especially at that time there was no jumbotron there was no you know yeah, any of this fancy stuff right and, uh, so naturally sitting on your couch you got a <laughs> i got a, a much better view than anybody in the stadium yeah this would have been irving stadium yeah they're open open air Texas Stadium. Yeah, Texas Stadium. Texas yeah. Stadium right there, uh, kind of in, uh, it's in Irving, really. It is, yeah. And, it was. Uh, and then not only did he have to endure what, you know, he wasn't really having all that much fun, uh, but then after the game, the the uh, cheerleaders had to go to this, uh, I forgot what they called it, but it was this out outdoor kind of uh, large tented area, and they had to go and mix and mingle. Uh, do you remember what that was called? I can't remember what it was called. The anyway, corral, maybe? The corral. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was called. Yeah. And so he was not anxious to do that again and didn't. So uh, I have so enjoyed my father's tales and doing this podcast because trying to be in lockdown and safely distance and endure week after week after week of of not being able to to do much to get out and while we want to make it safe and we want to we don't want to get out there until it is safe to get out again by finding something Productive has been really good, so I appreciate you for getting this out there for me because it's meant a whole lot to me. So, thank well, you. I think they're wonderful and something I think uh, you know we'll enjoy for a long time. And I think he would approve, and I think he, he would definitely be would. very happy that that these stories are out there for Kate to hear at some point mm-hmm. and just for us to have. So I appreciate it, and I appreciate anyone that's listening and. Uh, unless I come back with a postscript or two later on, that does conclude. Well, My thank you for says, having me. Thank you, Gary.